Today I have someone very, very inspirational and who I have been very inspired by, uh, very honestly, who's um, a young guy, 25-year-old. Um, he's an IT engineer, he's a mountaineer, he's a backpacker, he's an adventure junkie, he talks about sustainable energy, and he's actually on his way to climbing Mount Everest. Um, he's doing it with a difference. He'll actually be among the very few, or among the first expeditions in India to be completely carbon neutral. Um, and again, something which probably has never been done before. Uh, and you know, there are a lot of important stories that we can sort of learn from him, his experiences, what keeps him going. So without much ado, I'd like to introduce you to Harshwadhan Joshi. Um, and he's with me today at, on the podcast, so over to him. So Harsh, finally, good to see you. I know we've had a lot of conversations on WhatsApp, on Zoom calls, on LinkedIn actually, that's how we started conversing, but I'm so glad to finally see you here at the Shebang office to have a very interesting conversation today. Um, you know, I think Harsh, your, your story has been extremely inspiring to me also. Um, I've, of course, read a lot about you. I've read your website. I've gone through your past content. Um, and you are a big source of inspiration to today's youth, right? Um, coming to, you know, where you are today and what you want to do in life, uh, my first question actually is about, you know, typically when, as, as we're growing up, we're always told that you've got to get a good degree, You've you know, got to finish your education, then you've got to find a good, well-paying job, uh, probably do a post, uh, you know, post degree as well. Then again, find a good job after that, probably get married, have, have a family. But I think at a very young age, you decided to do things differently. Um, if you can just tell us a bit about your story, how, how did you come to where you are right now? So first of all, thank you so much for all your encouragement and kind words. And to be honest, I am more fortunate to connect with you and Shiban. You guys came like an angel in my life and especially in my campaign, yeah. Sangash Mission Mount Everest, how we all connected. Yeah. And about me, for for the ones who are listening and who don't know me, I I am from, I'm a 25 year old millennial. I am an IT engineer. Uh, before people think of me as a mountaineer or something, I come from a lower middle class family and I studied IT engineering from Mumbai University. I was going to go for an, uh, first my plan was MS in US, uh, the easiest way to aim for a better life for any uh, average Indian. Right. And then I was going to go for an MBA in marketing. Okay. But now I'm into outdoors and mountaineering full time and I'm aiming to Mount Everest. So the way it started was when I was 15, uh, I started selling computers just to be independent after okay. graduating, uh, after completing my tent. Mm -hmm. And uh, back then I met a group of doctors from my town, Vasainia, Mumbai. They would hike a lot uh, okay. and they invited me for a hike to, to a place where I train almost every day now. In fact, I was there now a few hours ago, uh, Tungarishwar Wildlife Sanctuary. And uh, back then, they would, uh, this was in 2010, 2011, 2011. So they would uh, cycle, they would hike with a hydration bladder, with a camel back. Right. And 127 hours was released around that time. And uh, we were really smitten by that. Me and my partner, we teenage kids, we were like, mm -hmm. wow, these guys are pros. Mm -hmm. Like they, they cycle nonstop for... 40 minutes or so, 5-6 kilometers, but we were like, wow. And mm. back then, during that hike, they asked me that, hey, do you want to come to Everest? 
I was like, how expensive is it? They were like seventy thousand. I'm like, no, no, no. I cannot afford that. Although I was making decent money back then. Seventy thousand uh, rupees. Seventy thousand rupees. Okay. So there, there is a, a surprise to that. Okay. And for next three, four years, I was busy with my startup and then getting into engineering and all other teenage trends, mm. uh, materialistic goals. Mm. and uh, i would tell all my friends that my friends are uh, have climbed everest my doctor friends they are all 50 plus mm. uh, age group but uh, people my mom would tell me no ki beta wo log uh, sirf base camp gaye honge but i would tell her that no those guys are pros they use <laughs> high end equipment and they must have been to the summit they spent 70000 rupees right. and i didn't even know what's base camp back then i wanted to travel all my life but uh, my family never took me anywhere they themselves never traveled so during second year of engineering i was bored from past 3 4 years and i saw someone's facebook post Hmm. about a beautiful landscape somewhere hmm. in hmm. the himalayas and hmm. just to make a conversation i asked hey where is this what is this and she told me that uh, i went for this backpacking trekking expedition with an organization just for 4000 rupees for 10 days i was like wow that's dirt cheap and hmm. then i looked up the website and uh, because i couldn't find any company those days to travel with me like mm-hmm. my friends parents either won't give them the permission to go outside or they were they couldn't afford it mm. and they were not independent and then uh, i thought that why not solo and that's how this began i dropped one message on facebook to one of these doctors who took me on my first hike 3 4 years ago and they invited me to the hospital they told me that okay you should you should read a lot about it they gave me a few books they landed me there gear and they told me that exercise maybe climb a few hills around with a mm-hmm. heavy backpack so i would train at a temple on a hill top right. near my house and when i went for my first trek i was sort of over prepared compared to everyone else although mm-hmm. they were more experienced trekkers mm-hmm. but i was really passionate and actually i i was going there just for the thirst of travel and exploration not adventure right uh, i w- i booked a one week trek but i i spent 40 days before and after to explore those two states so i booked two trekking destinations since it was so affordable mm-hmm. one was a desert trekking expedition near jaisalmer for 5 days and another was in uttarakhand mm-hmm. 14000 feet uh, himalayan snowy peak okay. so i and between those uh two expeditions i wanted to cover those states and backpack a lot so that is how it started and <clears throat> later mm-hmm. i started going there after every semester like uh, just after i returned from that expedition someone told me why don't one of the doctors told me that why don't you take up a mountaineering course i didn't know what's that i just looked it up i told my mom that hey i'm going for it and surprisingly mm. uh, she knew about that institute okay. uh, uh, she reads a lot and she's more aware so she was like yeah go for it so okay. i went for that one month mountaineering course mm. and even during those times i would spend one month before that and one month after that in different himalayan states uh, backpacking climbing uh, testing my mm-hmm. skills which i have learned there putting mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. and 
so so, uh, so sorry to cut you. So when when did your goal go from being at the base camp to actually going to the summit of Mount Everest? Uh, since the time I started, like okay. uh, around maybe 2015, when I started uh, trekking and uh, climbing. Hmm. Uh, whatever i get into i want to do it uh, to the best uh, yeah i want to do it passionately and that hmm. means going to the epitome of it hmm. so not i won't say that i am a professional or something or a pro like competitive level hmm. but passionately i would like and uh, whoever gets into outdoors hmm. uh, who doesn't want to test the view from the highest point on earth Mm. Uh, most people give up the dream i i now realize that so many people have the potential and anyone can go if they are ready to put in the work Correct. it's not as difficult the first step taking the decision so it was never that difficult to for mm. me to <clears throat> decide that i want to climb everest but mm. back then i thought that i would do it 10 20 years later correct because it's a very big expense and Absolutely. i might never be able to afford mm. it i was just a 18 19 yeah. year and, old and it's not a 70000 rupee expense no, it's a 50 no, lakh rupee 50 lakh rupees so so yeah. how, how did you get yourself mentally conditioned to the fact that you know a you're giving up your education <coughs> and finding a good job as well and then convincing your family that you know i'm going to train to sort of be at mm. the summit of mount everest and of course having to raise that much money because i know you don't have that money mm-hmm. right now in your bank sitting <laughs> to spend 50 lakh on on mount everest so even people who have it don't don't uh, do don't, it right yeah, yeah. don't yeah. spend it so, on so how was like that. that journey of convincing your parents telling them that you know this is one of one actually do, that was the easiest part they oh, told me that do whatever you want just don't ask us for money, money. Uh, okay. in fact they are very happy they are proud and they would support me but since i am independent since i was 15 Hmm. so they they don't say much uh, the entire life they would tell me ki 10th mein acche marks lao fir you are free so yeah. and then 12th so wo kab tak khinchenge and then i started earning so now and i i completed my education hmm. i tell all my engineer friends who are still some of them are still students hmm. i tell them ki mere jaisa ladka jo kabhi college gaya bhi nahi he can uh, get through engineering and somehow uh, yeah. I I completed in four years because I value time a lot, and then yeah. I was gonna go for an MBA. I appeared for uh, most MBA entrances in India: CAT, CMAT, SNAP, MyCAT, mm-hmm. you name mm-hmm. it. And uh, my dream was uh, that back then my plan was I would do MBA in marketing because that okay. is also one of the skills uh, which I already have, uh, and I would like to enhance it mm-hmm. and bring bring it to you. So my dream was I would be a brand manager for something like. the north face which is one of the best Can, outdoor uh, adventure brands. brand yeah. yeah or something as small as decathlon decathlon is also pretty big but hmm. it's not so much into mountaineering hmm. so i thought i would be a brand manager for them and uh, all that rosy picture that all i have to do is climb and stuff test yeah, yeah. and when i was going to go to hmm. one of the premier b schools i saw that the uh, investment the fees is 20 lakh rupees hmm. uh, for which i have to take an education loan and i just thought ki i was planning all my uh, further mountaineering courses like search and rescue and advanced mountaineering courses in such a way that hmm. i i can uh, fill it in with my education and that's why i went took a gap year after my engineering hmm. to finish one of my courses and okay. climb more okay. mountains but after spending so much time in ladakh and hmm. all the other himalayan regions i hmm. had those realizations that the 
the goals which I am chasing, hmm. they are maybe nowhere <laughs> relatable to happiness and I, I might regret. So rather when I have the time and age yeah. and there are a lot of opportunities in the Himalayas. Yeah. I, I met a lot of friends uh, who, who are doing great, who quit their corporate jobs and went there. Right. And uh, one, most of them are happy and many of them are making more than I would ever make in mm. any corporate jobs, engineers and MBAs. Mm. And uh, my friends in Mumbai uh, or in US who are in who are or were in the dream positions that I aspire to be. Mm -hmm. People like you, they told me that no, your life is better in the Himalayas, so just keep I doing. I still believe so, yeah. Yeah, just keep doing uh, what you are doing, mm. and uh, we we will try to support you. Mm. But start something of your own. And mm. my parents were also very supportive. Ki, mm. Don't mm. do an MBA, rather start mm. a trekking company of your own mm. or mm. do anything. And I, I knew that I want to do an MBA just for the security mm. that in future it would be easier to uh, go back to something. Correct. But then it never ends. Like if I do an MBA, they would be like, just try doing, taking up yeah, a job. Yeah. Then I would take that average CTC, whatever, 8, 10, 15 lakh. And when I think of qu quitting, they will give me an increment and I have my education loan. So I'll never be able to become a farmer if I want to. Okay. So, so, so it's almost like equating this cost of this expedition to cost of an MBA, but yeah. also learning as much as you can, right? Yes, yes. So that was the plan. I thought that let's finish my Everest goal because life is only going to get busier. Right. And I asked few of my friends who are like 45 year old and they climbed Everest and they mm. are at very good positions in the corporate. So I asked them that, mm. does it get easier? They were like, no, no, it's on, it only gets difficult. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the finance gets slightly easier, but mm. the sooner I do, I can implement those life lessons. And I thought that I'll make mm. the same investment mm. for Everest. Mm. And I'll, while raising funds, while preparing for it, Hmm. It will be just a very good substitute, if not better than an MBA. Hmm. Like while hmm. selling myself, hmm. I intended to learn just marketing. Hmm. But and while climbing Everest, I will learn a lot of life lessons. But now hmm. I'm also learning a lot of other stuff. I'm guessing finance, PR, marketing, of course, operations. And then science in my training, right. physiology. And I, to be honest, now I am excited that mm. after Everest, few years later or 10 years later, I would want to go in a corporate just for some time, just and, to and experience implement, and yeah, implement, implement kind of this learnings. and uh, I will like to be a cool <laughs> boss for them. Fair enough. So also coming back to your expedition, it's, it's not like any other, right? It's, you've actually championed and you're taking forward a cause, which is very, very close to you, which is about solar and, uh, creating awareness about solar energy, right? Um, it's slated to be among India's first carbon neutral uh, expeditions to the summit of Mount Everest. When did solar and when did this entire thought of minimalism, minimalistic living sort of come to you? And why did it, why did it come to you? When did that apparition sort of come to you? you know? So when I was a teenager, when I was an engineering student, I was hmm. very materialistic. I would, I would shop a lot. I was addicted to consumerism and uh, then from my travels I had mm. those <coughs> realizations that less is more. If mm. you see in 2015 my backpack uh, mm. on a trip weighed 50-55 kgs on the next trip it might be 45. It's almost your weight, 55 yeah, kgs yeah, your weight. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, that was the kind of weight I was carrying. One behind and one more backpack and sometimes a handbag as well. Right. And uh, now it must be like 30-35 kgs. Now also it gets heavier but because of some mountaineering equipment. But yeah. uh, after spending time in the Himalayas, I realized that less is more and most of the stuff which I mm. uh, procure or consume mm. do not give me uh, long-term happiness. It's, it's just uh, like... It's just an illusion. So uh, later I realized that this this concept is called minimalism. But mm. I was learning those lessons from my travels and everything. So mm. I became a minimalist like since since past five six years I haven't purchased any clothes. I rarely oh, really? buy. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky that way that brands keep sending me stuff. <laughs> but that also I accept only something which I'm gonna bring to use. And mm. most of the time I am in my athleisure wear like because I have a workout in the morning and the evening and I like to stay in a comfortable sure. way so uh, that was about clothes but in everything I try to hmm. uh, keep it as simple as possible hmm. consume hmm. less hmm. and invest other resources like my time hmm. and energy in experiences hmm. so how does solar power and solar energy become because you, again you know we have wind we have you know other other forms of energy but when does solar become your you know passion so when when I uh, decided to climb Everest, hmm. uh, almost everyone who climbs Everest supports a cause with it, like right. uh, to create awareness about something uh, or most of the time it is something to be honest for PR, some cause which is trending like for example like if I want government funds I would do something like Beti Pacho, Beti Pado. Uh, so I wanted to pick something which I can relate to, which I can feel for mm. and something uh, which I uh, I think would solve a lot of problems. So one thing which I primarily care for is animal health care. But that is something which most of the people won't relate to because anyways the human health care is not that great at least in our nation. Hmm. So animal lives have no value and even if I try to create it won't do justice to the attention which we get and the impact which we want to create. So second thing which I care about is hmm. sustainable development okay. and like United Nations have 17 sustainable development goals, goals defined. Yeah. One of them is renewable energy and I think that uh, renewable energy especially solar hmm. can solve a lot of problems not just climate change, not looking at it just from environmental perspective, but social economic perspective. So mm. I don't want people to switch to solar uh, because they love Earth or they care for the environment, but for mm. their own benefits. Mm. And that thing which I'm trying to create by this expedition, mm. like I, I'm going to be completely solar, but it's more about creating that awareness, setting that example that mm. hey, if that guy can uh, try to stay clean at the most versatile environments on earth, yeah. then uh, what are the changes which we can create while making more thoughtful uh, choices in the urban environment. So right. I will create, I will calculate the carbon offset created by not using other traditional sources of energy during my expedition right. and I'll try to motivate them that hey these are the numbers maybe I would save just three or five trees but that is also a lot of course, yes. and yes. if they make a change like 
if if you guys make a change in urban environments or in your residence like mm-hmm. if a family of four goes completely solar then you know you don't need you will save money and everything but over 30 years it is equivalent to planting a 9 acre forest without oh, wow. spending a single rupee without buying land right. the carbon offset is so much right so that is how this began you pick solar as your yeah as because it it helps the environment it helps the social and economic like uh, villages in ladakh and nepal many remote regions which don't hmm. have electricity right. they they don't have education they don't have healthcare and uh, they lose 12 hours of their day but when you have electricity it solves a lot of problems but mm-hmm. uh, the traditional electricity takes a lot of time to come and mm-hmm. those villages don't even have roads and still it takes decades that first electricity then education then healthcare then employment but if you have off grid solar systems mm-hmm. then everything comes at once and it it gives them democracy that you mm-hmm. you have your own natural resource correct. and you can invest expand as much as you want correct so you feel like everything starts by having access to energy in this yes. case could be solar it is it is very important and, and after the pandemic yeah. we all know and now since uh, it's the generation of internet so yeah. a lot of things can be solved there and we mm. can see changes up there like sure. some people would say that they are better off this way but uh, when you have a healthcare emergency and stuff you realize that mm. how mm. important it is to have they don't even have basic communication mm. so solar mm. would uplift them uh, like this is a cause which i think which would solve many different problems mm. otherwise everything was very uh, very cliche or niche right. but this is like a holistic approach to solving sure. most sure. of the sustainable development sure. goals sure. and everything so actually taking a step back to you know while you're going to be also climbing um, you'll be carrying a lot of heavy equipment with you of course one is the trekking equipment your mountaineering equipment plus along with that a lot of the solar equipment right panels and uh, which are heavy um, how are you training for that because i'm i'm assuming you anyway are carrying so much of essentials now on top of that you're also going to be carrying panels on the back of uh, so we back, we, so. we we one for the panels we will have more people porters which will also create uh, employment for them yeah. uh, they anyways carry a lot of other stuff uh, some stuff which are not supposed to be right. there like single use plastic consume uh, right. uh, consumables so solar panels is something they would be happy to carry because that is something uh, which i will donate out there after yeah. my use so are you also going to be carrying some on your back yes yes i i but that every gram matters yeah. but that is hardly 1 2 kg uh, till the base camp and above that i'll be using solar panel so i don't take it as an inconvenience hmm. and about training i uh, like first i did uh, nine courses in outdoors and uh, mountaineering over past 5 years mm. and now i'm following a scientific training plan specifically for everest so i'm mm. i'm done with the technical skills and the scientific training plan is designed by the pioneers in this who are trying to uh, bring olympic style training for mountaineering okay. that we we monitor our progress we rest and recover right. we check our vitals every day and i was following that even last year i have been following it for one and a half year okay. uh, since i was s- supposed to climb everest 
in 2020, 2020 but yeah. just 15 days uh, before, before i was taking yeah. off uh, the pandemic came in yeah. uh, then came the travel ban so uh, i'm just following the same tra- training plan once hmm. again hmm. and in between i i was trying some other endurance sports like hmm. uh, triathlons and stuff. Hmm. so i know you are a triathlete as well you've done the ironman and you've completed a lot of you know all of these the most uh, excruciating physical things on your body you've done. Um, so what keeps you going? I think because whenever I've spoken to you, you're like, okay, I'm just completing my training or I'm just finishing my swim or I'm going for a cycling uh, expedition right now. I'm, I'm trekking. How, what is keeping you motivated every single day, every single morning to do this? Because I know you've been training for almost seven years now. Um, and eventually it all comes down to those 60 days when you're mm. actually at the uh, on at the almighty you know mount everest so what has been your motivation during all because i think all of us who have been watching this we tend to you know at some point in time uh, feel demotivated we we keep you know forgetting what the long term goal that we're trying to achieve so what what keeps you going so i don't remember when but maybe 5 6 years ago i decided that uh, every year or every few years when I when I was giving up on materialism hmm. that I would keep chasing goals I would keep targeting goals which which might need a lot of money but hmm. which cannot be just bought you need to invest a lot of hard work and time because that chase brings a lot of fun the journey which comes with Absolutely. it so yeah. I enjoy this process hmm. and I have I I haven't done a lot so this is just the beginning and I, I did one Ironman uh, triathlon hmm. Ironman 70.3 distance triathlon just now hmm. uh, and about motivation uh, the thing is my life is dependent on this my life is at stake at Everest apart from a huge sum of money like almost 50 lakh rupees which I if I don't raise I take a loan or mortgage my parents house oh, so nice. money is important but still life is my priority Absolutely. it's okay it's okay if I lose money but mm. I want to stay alive so I mm. have to put in the hard work so that if anything goes wrong I am prepared and at least I give my best in mountains there is no guarantee there can be an earthquake and there's no second there. chance right yeah yeah and there is no second chance for my life uh, yeah. I to climb Everest. Okay, there maybe be, yeah. there could be people might not sponsor me again or uh, support mm-hmm. me again, but I'll have to save on for 10 years, gather motivation, but it will get more difficult. Correct. And especially in our country where there is no awareness in most European and North American countries, they know that 50% of the mountaineering expeditions are not successful. Okay. So they accept and they don't put that pressure. But in India, the reason a lot of Indians die, one is they go un- underprepared. Yeah. Uh, that's why Indians have a bad name. So I have to raise the benchmark that I'm not like that. I'll try to be better than them if not as good as most of the Western climbers. So <clears throat> Indians don't go prepared and they have a lot of pressure because this is a huge sum for foreigners. Hmm. But even for Indians, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's so, a lot more, yeah. I'll make sure that I don't bring a bad name to my country. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you will. But um, also for all of us, I mean, watching here, there might be some people who are motivated to probably try doing what you want to do. Maybe like, you know, scale the summit someday. What is the breakup of this 50 lakh, you know? And sec- that's the first question. Second question is, how are you actually going about raising the funds for it? Uh, okay, one thing I forgot to mention when you asked about motivation, even I feel demotivated a lot of times. Oh, you do so, feel demotivated. Yeah, yeah, so when, when the lockdown happened, uh, 
uh, on 15th march my everest expedition was called off hmm. i was like okay no problem i know that the summit window comes only once a year so i'll go in 2021 yeah. and uh, i thought okay ironman is happening in india so i'll train for that and i'll hmm. i'll do hmm. it more seriously i was hmm. anyways going to do it but hmm. sort of for fun that uh, okay i have been training for everest so i'll get through the ironman race and just finish it but i thought i would do it more seriously dedicatedly and on march 23rd i registered for ironman 70.3 uh, uh, triathlon happening in goa mm-hmm. uh, morning 10 am the registration started and 10 mm. one i had the early bird slot mm. and on march 21st i think uh, the lockdown was announced for few days Correct. and it kept on increasing, increasing so for yes. 70 days i did not step out i thought of buying a treadmill but i thought already i'm crowdfunding for everest and mm-hmm. i'm i'm i have a huge deficit uh, can i invest in a treadmill mm. uh, so for one month i was contemplating on the decision and then everyone said no it's okay I, and then i thought what if i have to sell the treadmill later mm. to to survive mm. uh, although my parents would feed me but i was i was mm. uh, not dependent on yeah that. and i was uh, exploring the worst case scenarios Hmm. and then i bought a treadmill which arrived 2 months later due to the okay. lockdown so i i was the heaviest in my life during during the pandemic that was 56 kg okay uh, 56 or maybe 57 and then i started again from scratch after a 2 and a half 3 month break uh, mm-hmm. i couldn't get bikes because who said cycling is very good and uh, the demand surged and there were no, no bikes available, bicycles yeah. available i i got a resale bike i couldn't find one myself as well yeah, yeah so i got a resale one from 3000 kilometers away oh, wow. i got an indoor trainer and then i then swimming pools were closed so uh, i i stay at this place which is like goa Hmm. and uh, some of my friends have pools hmm. at their hmm. place so so one of my friend a family hmm. of doctors were inviting me to swim at their place and i was like hmm. no your life is more valuable than mine so hmm. i cannot use your swimming pool and they were like no your endeavor is far more important hmm. none of us would use the pool just hmm. you come and train there so then i started swimming as well and everything hmm. fell in place and then the race was called off Oh, uh, I thought I would train for it till October, do that race, and then again switch back to my six-month Everest training plan. Uh, and then uh, just one day before I was switching back to my Everest training plan in October, I thought that why not just do it solo myself? I I have the infrastructure like lake, sea, and a good highway, Western Express Highway, Mumbai Ahmedabad right. Highway. So I thought I can do it myself. i made a rough plan uh, i i made two three route options and as my coach woke mm. up in california i emailed him mm. that hey i want to do this i think i can do it and mm. my coach was not very enthusiastic or supportive but he was like it's okay you can give it a try it's not a real race uh, it's just just treat it like another long training day Correct. although i kept the same timing same distance and same rules sure. and uh, on world mental health awareness day i did that just to motivate everyone that if i can do it without mm. any resources without having much money just keep putting in the work and keep trying yeah, uh, yeah. and it happened so it motivated a lot of people and then again they thought that oh no it's too easy for you but i gave them the example that mm-hmm. i i still had a belly when i was coming out of my swim in october november yeah. or during that ironman yeah. and then i came back to my everest training so many a time i i feel demotivated i have my low times but 
it's the discipline which keeps us going and just keep targeting one goal maybe register for a marathon or something so just smaller milestones to get to the big yes the yes big yes, yes like when i started running few years ago mm. i would think next street light next street light okay. i think most runners would relate i would yeah. when i started i would walk till one temple 1.2 kilometer away i did not have fancy watches or garmin or anything until mm. one one and a half year ago now mm. when people tell me that hey i don't have shoes i tell them that i run barefoot and uh, the reason i love running mm. Mm. although i started for cycling is because it is so minimalistic i just right. get on my bike and drive 5 minutes away to a, a open road better road mm. open road and i run i don't need shoes i don't need any gear so back then i would just uh, come home i didn't even have a smartphone i would see on the desktop ki okay i ran from here to here pin it okay the distance must be 1.1 km i took this much times so or this much be wow. the pace and i would walk and while coming i would decide ki tomorrow i'll run till there tomorrow i i was very unaware even back then Hmm. because now i know now when i use a coach and scientific training hmm. i am able to progress and achieve goals in 3 months which would otherwise take 2 years with the right kind of guidance but just start somewhere so i started it just because i love myself hmm. and i want to live happily so i thought that just take up one sport passionately which takes care of my health hmm. for the hmm. rest of my life okay. so i would tell everyone to just explore such passionate stuff right right So actually coming to the course. So what what's the breakup of a fifty lakh, and uh, how are you going about the fundraising also? So uh, one major expense is uh, the summit permit. So if you go from uh, China side, like Everest okay. has two faces, north and south. Its mm-hmm. tip is on the border on the border between Nepal and China. So China has increased the permit fee to I think somewhere around twenty thousand US dollars, and from Nepal side it is eleven thousand US dollars just for the summit permit. So With approximately eight eight to ten lakh. Yeah, eight to ten lakh plus license officer plus base camp permit plus visa plus environment fee plus the route charges and everything. So okay. it it comes to a lot. I I uh, so, so you're going from the Nepal side. Yes, yes. I am going from the southern side. Hmm. uh because that is the traditional route which uh, which Edmund Hillary and Tenzing okay. Norgay took and it's just that i i i like that route more it's more adventurous hmm. on the north side they have better infrastructure like there is a road till the base camp okay. so it's just the four day climb which also takes two months to acclimatize hmm. and from either sides it takes almost the same amount of money the uh, the expedition operators they charge us around 25 to 30 lakh rupees the cheapest options most western uh, climbers go with western companies with slightly better safety standards right. and they charge 70 lakh 80 lakh starting to 1.52 crores so you are actually going minimalistic in your budget as well uh, yeah like uh, let's say the cheapest one is for 21 lakh and i am going for the 23 lakh option because i i but i am not compromising on safety, safety anywhere yeah. it's okay if i don't get any comfort hmm. so i did a lot of research and since i am from the industry i i made the best choice that someone who with whom at least 12 13 of my indian friends have climbed in the past few years and some other mm. so they charge us 25 which a major chunk goes to the government for this permit fee then for two months our uh, uh, our logistics 
our sherpa which comes with us to the summit mm. uh, the base camp cooking staff and everything because okay. they are with us for 45 days then the gear like 60 gear 60 kg gear coming to the base camp so porters yaks and there are n number of stuff so but the major chunk is that when you buy a tour to go to anyone so mm. that's how you buy a average tour mm. for 25 lakhs or something plus you need to have insurance which is another 3000 dollars or so so 2 3 lakh rupees then you need your personal gear even if you take a two crore package uh, they don't include your clothing or your gear which is another 5 to 10 lakh rupees Oh, and wow. the reason it is so expensive is because your life and your organs are dependent on it so it hmm. needs to be the best engineered and the lightest because taking it up there is a chance and the temperatures go to minus 60 degrees celsius as well at times during summer it might be around hmm. minus 50 when i go right. so everything has to be tested and still people die so so 5 to 10 lakh for gear hmm. and then your travel expenses then if you if you submit there is a complete uh, compulsory summit bonus which you have to give to your climbing sherpa which okay. is another 1500 to 2000 dollars so most of the people who work in nepal they they hardly get any salaries whatever so they rely on this on as their tips core. and bonuses right. so people ask me that why why do you have to give 200 dollars tip to someone hmm. because that is what is they earn work. maybe in a year and if you read the statistics i hmm. i read in one of the lonely planet editions 82% of nepal hmm. works on less than 2 dollars a day and out of that around 30% works on less than 1 dollar a day so oh. uh, for indian rupees 82% works on less than rupees 150, 150 a day yeah. and that's very less and they uh, it's not like uh, people climb everest throughout the year it's just in two months uh, same with other mountains hmm. it's just during summer and some mountains hmm. also during autumn so So, so how are you going about raising this money? Um, I know uh, you started the fundraiser on your website, and yes. there's a buzz around that. But how how are you going about doing it? So since I am an IT engineer, I thought I would also bring those skills to you. So mm. I and I wanted to learn. This is my MBA. So I I created a campaign in Sangarsh Mission Mount Everest. Mm. And uh, since many of my audience is also international, I I explain it to them that. Sangarsh is a Hindi word which means conquest or struggle, yeah. and this is the journey of uh, this is the journey of millennial Harsh from zero feet near Mumbai hmm. to the highest point on earth. His his Sangarsh, hmm. and uh, that is a crowdfunding website. It has all my uh, previous experience and details about what I am planning to do, and I. I'm trying to raise funds from there. Also hmm. trying for sponsorship. So how much have you raised so far, and how much more to go? So I've raised around 18.5 lakh rupees via crowdfunding. Most hmm. of that was last year from hmm. my first circles and maybe some second circles. Hmm. And my expenses above 50 lakh rupees. So I I have raised uh, some amount through sponsorship as well. So hmm. right now I think I am around 31 lakh rupees after one one of. The sponsors coming on board. So you have thirty lakhs to go, basically. Yeah, I have no. I have nineteen, nineteen lakhs to go. Okay. But I, I am, I am enjoying the journey. It is stressful, hmm. but I am re- the lessons which I am getting in this It's journey exactly are like worth a lot. And the connections which I am making, meeting yeah. me people like you, meeting a lot of interesting people, yeah. and they encouraging me. they participating in the campaign. So even if they donate something as less as five hundred rupees. 
uh, it's a lot for me because that might be a lot for them like yeah. if i if i tell you stories the kind of people who have donated mm. there are people who i whom i have never spoken to whom i have never met have donated 2 mm. lakh rupees which is around 3000 dollars and uh, it's it's just overwhelming for me i i am anyways going to do it some or the other way although i cannot afford it but yeah. i i'm going to do it but when people are trying okay. to support It, it's it, a bigger motivator. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the main thing which I get is motivation from it. Yeah, you spoke briefly about you know uncertainty and the risk, and you know there's a lot of um, fear, like you know someone going up there because again there is a not a very high you know mortality rate, but you know we do hear of many stories of people never coming back or like losing hands, legs, or whatever. God forbid, in the eventuality something does happen. How, how have you prepared yourself? because of course while you're physically preparing for this expedition i'm guessing there's a lot of also mental preparation happening to acclimatize your mind mm. uh, plus your family i think very importantly to any eventuality which might not be favorable right so have you had that talk have you had has sit down talk with your family and said you know <laughs> no this we, is real. This we, is real we did not have that conversation but right. they they i i hope that they don't have that fear the mm. reason they won't have it is because i have that experience i did not uh, go and decide to climb everest and implement it within a year like many people do Mm. for many people their first himalayan peak is everest so i invested a lot of years in fact i pushed everest sometimes people ask me that how how longer mm. are you going to wait mm. as like no i want to gain more experience i want to climb some more mountains mm. do more courses mm. and uh, for my uh, parents to prepare i watched at least 50 documentaries and movies okay. about everest with them okay. like while eating dinner i just uh, put on youtube or netflix so they know now they know everything that okay acha to camp 3 jayega wahan se oxygen rahega wo camp 4 pe aisa rahega wahan jaake wapas aayega so they know and uh, they have faith hmm. and uh, second is i am very responsible and i take calculated risk so hmm. they know that hopefully nothing will go wrong like now because of technology because of experience things are becoming safer so it's not like i am trying to go and attempt it in winter or something so hmm. uh, yeah th- still things can go wrong but whatever is in my hand is being taken care of like i'm hmm. i'm trying to get the best of best gear uh, doing my research well doing my training uh, selecting a good operator a good sherpa a good experienced sherpa making sure my supplemental oxygen and all safety is in place hmm. so uh, rest if something goes wrong that might as well go wrong while sleeping in a bathroom so yeah, fair enough. Uh, fair this enough. is this is a risk which i can afford at least right now at this age when i don't have any dependence on me yeah yeah and and what does life after everest look like for you because i'm guessing this expedition is just the beginning yeah, of it's maybe like a, a lifetime of uh, it's i uh, it's just a stepping stone like for me since it's been so long with this project for me and even my close ones my friends i have already climbed everest and we are just waiting to experience the journey physically mm. but uh, in future i'll be climbing more mountains in future i might be able to do more for the causes for now i am like focusing on myself and my endeavor hmm. and uh, i might also study more i'm writing a book about my journey sangar i was going to ask you i going to make a movie or documentary around yeah your... there is a documentary oh, as, well. as well and book 
book also uh, i'll be very honest the primary reason i know that maybe only 50 of my friends and family would read it but it would add to my profile and i'm planning to use it to get scholarship to study more since all my friends and exes are in us studying right now mm. i might go there to study but not as an engineer for sure mm. maybe something in outdoors like msc in outdoor education or maybe marketing because mm. now after uh, spending a lot of time at home during pandemic i realized that maybe i can live in some mountain town like colorado or in vancouver mm. and i can train monday to friday ski on the weekends do a boring job as well and when i am in a boring job in or in corporate i'll be able to inspire many more i'll mm. be able to reach more people and Mm. maybe even implement all what i have learned here in mm. the corporate world and make them find their happiness you spoke about that finding happiness in whatever they're doing right yes um and and you never know i might end up working at shibang yeah of course i mean you have an mba <laughs> in marketing though yeah, we don't yeah, i i am i'm just kidding <laughs> i would never work at shibang because i value the friendship more so i'll keep collaborating i'll be an ambassador for shibang but okay. i know that if i take up a full time job like yours then i might not be able to climb i'll have to support so maybe i'll start climbing with yeah, you yeah 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 i i i'm inviting you to everest base camp i would love to come there so actually last question when we spoke about solar as, as well right that um how can we as individuals start implementing a bit of renewable energy in our own lives like you know what the small steps that we can start taking from a solar perspective you know which of course when we all start doing small bits it sort of amplifies into something much One, bigger yeah. uh, like the main thing which we can do is switch to solar and i would suggest uh not exactly about solar hmm. but just make more thoughtful choices and be more aware hmm. and about switching to solar like there is no reason to say no maybe for some people right now the investment is a huge yeah. aspect because the payback time might be yeah, because solar we no cost a lot of money to get a panel yes yes so. yes so the thing which i am doing i am trying to create more awareness thus the industry will grow it will create more employment more competitive pricing yeah. now there are financing options coming in even even in mumbai we have them that yeah. they will install the solar panel at your place the uh, module manufacturer or the distributors mm. and the same amount which you pay for your electricity bill you will mm. pay them in installments so okay. we are just trying to create that industry with the help of awareness and branding sure. such that uh, people start making their devices more efficient it's not just that solar mm -hmm. panels or energy is not efficient nobody asks that why does your light or fan is not mm -hmm. efficient or your machine is not efficient mm -hmm. rest the most simple thing is to switch to solar that is what i would suggest i i don't own a house of my own or i would switch as well mm -hmm. but anyways i travel full time and mm -hmm. when i when i go and build something somewhere i'll i'll do my bit as well mm -hmm. So, since you have the audience now, anything you would say to the viewers if it comes to like even you know contributing to your expedition or anything like a last parting message, which you can probably so check out my website sangash dot co. It has all the information, and if they can contribute, then uh, it would go a long way for me. The smallest bits would go a long way for me, and even if they don't, if they take something from the journey. and go for a run or plan to climb everest that would be a bigger win for me yeah. so that is all i would like to say yeah so i think just a big big thank you to harsh like i think we all are quite inspired by what he's doing we have spoken about him in the past on shabang as well and we will continue 
chronicling his journey, you know, in everything that we do. And of course, we wish him all the best and all the safety uh, for while you go up there. And we're looking forward to that call, you know, when you are on the summit, say, okay, I've reached over here and we can't wait to see that picture of you with the yes, India yes. flag. Sort of with Shebang flag. With the Shebang flag also unfold at the summit. I know I, I keep getting goosebumps every time you say it. Yeah, so so. Uh, I think we all are very excited to see that. And Th I know Thank you for having me. So actually, to be honest, to be very honest, my plan was I would just give a surprise visit at the Shebang office after I come back from the summit and for the listeners who don't know this is the first time we are meeting yeah, so we connected on LinkedIn and we never met uh, he supported me a lot Shibang supported me a lot but we never met and my idea was to meet just after Everest with the flag like just give it, <laughs> gift him the flag but this happened so yeah so again, all the best, Harsh. Thank um, you. And we wish you, you know, the again, I think safety is of paramount yes, importance. Yes. And we'll you. we'll do this once again after I come. Yeah, back. I think we're looking forward to doing a part two to know what your stories are from the from from Mount Everest and we're looking forward to that. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you.